Coming up, the ProTech Malibu. I get a bevy of Rosecraft traditional knives and the best knives of 2023. I'm Bob DeMarco. This is the Knife Junkie Podcast. Welcome to the Knife Junkie Podcast, your weekly dose of knife news and information about knives and knife collecting. Here's your host, Bob the Knife Junkie DeMarco. Welcome back to the show. My favorite comments from this past week were from a couple from Hero Sticks, our good friend Hero Sticks. He says, I like the look of that propagator. That's a new Civibi, I believe. Apparently, it means a male champion or defender. Clunky word, cool definition. And then he said, again, he comes back and says, forgive me, bit of a word nerd, uh, but a natter is a UK term for an adder snake. And a natter is also a type of dragon in most fantasy realms. So I'm always going off about the weird names we're hearing from Savivi, like the Keen Natter. I, I had some idea, some inkling that it had to do with a snake. Uh, I didn't know about the dragons. Very cool. And yeah, Propagnator, I could have just looked up. I'm sure it's there in the dictionary. But uh, male champion or defender. Great definition. Clunky word. Uh, thanks, Hero Sticks. Appreciate those. And then we got another comment that I liked uh, from Brandon Maples. And uh, it was a comment on the uh, Thursday Night Knives excite me about modern folders. Same. I've lost a lot of interest in folders. More excited about fixed blades, especially T-Kel. Well, I can definitely concur with you on the T-Kel train. And I've been very into fixed blades, but recently very into slip joints. So folders indeed, but just kind of uh, um, I've been not as interested as the titanium frame locks, if you will, uh, except. Uh, there's an exception to that in today's lineup of best knives of 2023. Well, there are a couple of them, actually. All right. Uh, well, I think it might be time to get to a pocket chat. What's in his pocket? Let's find out. Here's the knife junkie with his pocket check of knives. My front right pocket, I had the awesome Spyderco Yojumbo. Uh, beautiful knife designed by Michael Janich. This is the big brother of his uh yojimbo 2 uh the yojimbo 2 incidentally is uh, so much of a better knife if you ask me so much a better design than the yojimbo 1 uh i've held both in hand and uh, and just looking at them uh the yojimbo 2 was definitely a very well earned and uh nicely done 2 and then the yojimbo awesome and now they have the uh the mini jimbo is that what they're calling it uh, i probably won't get that but the Yojimbo and the Yojumbo are classics. That's just terrible left-hand manipulation. Uh, this one, I took down that middle finger partition. Uh, for me, it's, it's much more comfortable like that. And then I put on an MXG gear clip, which used to be all the rage for me. But now, with how thick they are and the button locks, they're, they're cool. They're fine. Um, but they are a little high profile on the pants. Uh, so you do have to be careful with the pockets. So, uh, yo jumbo, uh, in the little, uh, leather pocket carrier thing I have with my space pen and my little, uh, IT5 light, I had the feel good jack here from Jack Wolf Knives, um, the classic doctor's knife with the nearly parallel spine and, uh, and belly portion of the handle terminating with a totally flat end for crushing up pills. Um, traditionally this had two different tools, a blade, spear point blade, and a sort of spatula that you would use to 
stir up the crushed pills in tinctures you'd be making on your house calls. Uh, but I love this knife. I, it's a very svelte, uh, but long and capable, uh, knife. So it's, uh, it's got everything you want in a slip joint because it tucks away very easily being very thin, but it also gives you that nice broad hollow ground, uh, sheep's foot blade, they call it. Very nice action on that, by the way. All right, next up, uh, speaking of TKL knives, I had my Night Stalker on the belt today. Just one of my favorite, favorite, favorite fixed blade knives to carry because it just disappears on the waist, but is so easy to retrieve, whether it's in, for me, um, saber grip on the left-hand side or reverse grip on the main right-hand side. And just a very, very comfortable knife and a great knife uh, just to use, to pull out to use. It, yes, it's uh, highly capable as a defensive weapon, but uh, just as a knife to pull out and use for whatever you need your knives for. It's great. And so are all the other TKLs. Uh, with one exception, I'd say the Guardian and the Guardian-like knives. Uh, those are very much intended to be skin-splitting weapons. They are not meant to cut anything other than humans. So um, with that, with that exception... Uh, I would say all TKL knives are just great on the belt utility knives. Okay, uh, lastly, I had emotional support in my off-grid Stinger EDC today. I've had this a few weeks now. Uh, this is the the new one that came out with the uh, Cayman XXL Bowie uh, drop. This is the small version, the 3-inch version of the 4-inch Stinger. 4-inch Stinger has a very, very similar handle. I would say exactly the same, um, just larger by whatever percentage. Uh, but that blade is different on the Stinger EDC. This is more of a drop point. The other is a spear point bayonet ground. So it's got a full swedge up to about uh, a thumb's length up the, up the back of the blade. And it has a center, you know, medial ridge where the two grinds meet. Uh, even though it's one of the most oblique of the off-grid knives, folders, grinds, it's still wickedly thin and extremely capable uh, as a cardboard cutter, for instance. And this little fully flat ground version of that knife is, I would say, right there. It's just as uh, just as slippery through the through the materials. Uh, I love this one, and it all. They, they also sent me a black one, which we will be giving away here. So this is what I had in my pocket. Let me know what you had. Drop it down below. I had the Yojumbo. I had the Feel Good Jack, the Night Stalker from TKL, and the new Stinger EDC from Off Grid Knives, now available. Also, uh, just to note, we have a an affiliate link with Off Grid Knives. So uh, if you like them, if you want to buy any Off Grid Knife, you can go to theknifejunkie.com slash offgrid. That will take you to a page. You could buy your off-grid knife, and then somewhere down the road, we get a couple of a couple of cents there. So that's uh, a nice little program, and uh, do check it out if you have the desire or the means. Okay, next up, I just want to take a brief moment to talk about a couple of traditional knives that uh, have proven themselves to be absolute cardboard devourers in the last 24 hours. And the first is going to be on the Jumbo Stockman from Case. Uh, I, I, I hear some of the eye rolling. I know a lot of people don't like Case. Um, I guess I can understand. I, I am in a Case mode. I, I, I've always loved them, especially their carbon steel models. Uh, they don't make too many of them and they seem to spend special attention on them. They're always super sharp, uh, and never have any trouble. Like 
the heat treat on this is proven to me now, uh, especially on this blade here, uh, the sheep's foot. Yesterday, I had we had so many Amazon boxes. Uh, the Christmas presents are coming in from my grandparents or from my parents who are early. <laughs> you know, they get the Christmas presents out early, so we've got all those boxes to break down. And uh, it's my daughter's birthday, so we have all those boxes to break down. And I used this and wanted to see how long the edge I put on it didn't come with a great edge would last. And it, it lasted through more cardboard boxes than I expected and just kept coming. This is 1095, I believe now is what they're using in, uh, in case carbon steel blades. So yeah, I'm loving this one that especially that sheep's foot did a great job. It's kind of angled down. So I like to cut court cardboard by pulling towards me. And, uh, this works great because it traps the material in that space there. Great knife. Um, Oh, I like it. You might not like it, but I have a special place in my heart case. Uh, and then next up, uh, as I mentioned up front, I got a bunch of Rosecraft blades. Well, three, and they're all awesome. But this one is really cool. This is the one I almost didn't get because it's kind of funky looking. Uh, this is the um, uh, Kayak, the uh, Okosi. Uh, oh, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm having a blank on how to pronounce that, but it is a river. Uh, and Rosecraft names their knives after rivers, which I think is cool. Uh, somewhere in the south, and this is a kayak, and it's the take. It's a take on uh, the canoe. Look at the, the handle shapes; very sim, very similar. Designed by uh, designed by Andy Armstrong. Uh, they were doing. He was designing, I believe. I think he designed the kayak for Case Plus Case Reserve, or not Case. Um, Rough Rider Reserve before Rosecraft and brought that handle design and blade, but made the blade a little more robust, gave it that nice belly and that severe sort of downward angle. This thing is amazing, especially in that sort of pull cut scenario I was just going through. So uh, this is D2 and a little bit fatter a blade than this. It feels different, uh, but the broadness of the blade, the super sharpness of it, and that D2 holds a great edge. Uh, so these two were on cardboard duty. Uh, I got to say, the case did more. Uh, I used the case more than I did this, but I was so um, impressed by also the, the uh, action and the lock on this is very stout. So there was no, a couple of times I had this happen with with this knife when I was going through thick cardboard and maybe I hesitated or jerked back and it would get stuck. And that happened maybe two or three times. Um, nothing that I was concerned about in terms of cutting me, but, uh, that did not happen with this at all. It's a very stout lockup, um, you know, for a non-locking knife. And then the, the ergonomics, it's so comfortable. Uh, it's just a funky looking knife. I think that's why it's kind of always available. I would check it out if you have any interest in Rosecraft blades, if you like them or have not yet, uh, you know, gotten your feet wet with them, get that knife. That is really, that kayak is a very cool knife. And, and very capable and beautiful to look at. The bone, the red bone is really gorgeous. All right. Uh, before we move on to Life Knife News, Knife Life News, I want to talk about the upcoming very exciting giveaway for the uh, Gentleman Junkie. This is your opportunity to win a Malibu in uh, reverse Tonto here. Beautiful new, brand new Malibu inbox from our good friends at Northern Knives. Uh, Northern Knives, they, they join us a lot on Thursday Night Knives. Great conversation, uh, great taste in knives. They have a really cool outfit up there in Anchorage, Alaska. And, um, 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm very interested in uh, finding out more about them someday. Uh, perhaps I meet them in person up in their turf. That would be very cool. Uh, this is 20 CV. This is like the original amazing uh, flipper button lock. It is really astounding. It's ProTech, you know. ProTech's been making button locks forever just in that automatic format, so I don't think it was too much of a, a jump, but they really uh, they really nailed the detent on this one. Just just incredible crisp detent. I like to hold this one up for the mic because it sounds so nice opening up in that aluminum handle. Anyway, uh, if you are a gentleman junkie that's a, uh, that is a supporter uh, on Patreon at the $10 level, that's our top tier, uh, you will automatically be uh, in the running to win this on uh, Thursday, December 21st. Just an absolutely beautiful knife. Thank you very much, Northern Knives. Okay, that is, uh, that is it for uh, this section of the Knife Junkie Podcast. Coming up, we're going to take a look at some new knives coming out on the market in Knife Life News. Among this week's specials at Knives Ship Free, the new Military 2 platform has a new finish that just arrived. Digi Camo G10 with black DLC blade coating. The look is completed with black hardware, liners, and pocket clip. The Bark River Knives Micro Canadians are now available, and this time, they're in CPM 3V steel. The shallow finger grooves and streamlined shape of this model allow it to remain ultra-compact, but still provide a usable three-finger grip, and it weighs only 1.4 ounces. And Kniveship Free is having a sale on the Spyderco Thin Red Line and Thin Blue Line knives that feature their lightweight FRN with Combo Edge VG10 blades. Grab one for 30% off while you still can. Get these deals and other great specials from our friends at Kniveship Free. Just use our affiliate link, theknifejunkie.com slash kniveshipfree. That's theknifejunkie.com slash kniveshipfree. Support the show and get a great new knife at the same time, theknifejunkie.com slash kniveshipfree. You're listening to the Knife Junkie Podcast, and now here's the Knife Junkie with the Knife Life News. Brand new from Spartan Blades. I always love saying that because I love Spartan Blades. Uh, they have something brand new. It's a collaboration with the Czech, or the founder of the Czech company. He's a co-founder of the Czech company, um, Acta Nonverba, ANV. Really beautiful, uh, combat knives, especially their daggers, in, in my opinion. Uh, but they have, uh, teamed up with him to produce this. This is either in G10 or in textured G10 or in textured, uh, titanium. It is called the Nemec. Because uh, the gentleman's name is Andre Nemec. Uh, and I'm looking at it and I'm seeing a gentleman's folder. I'm seeing a CEO style folder. I'm seeing a Ocaso uh, Solstice style folder. Something totally unexpected uh, to me from Spartan Blades. Um, but it is beautiful. It is sleek. And it perhaps it's for the owner of a contracting company. Uh, you know, military contracting company who's, uh, got, uh, who's got the important meetings he's got to go to in a suit and needs something light and capable. Uh, I, I, I say that sort of jokingly, but that's, that's how I see this. To me, it's a very, uh, uh, sleek, sleek, uh, modern gents folder. Uh, that's three and a half inches of S35BN, uh, tie, or I'm sorry, I said G10, it's carbon fiber or tie liner lock with a milled texture. Those are available now. Uh, always exciting to see new Spartan collaborations because they they mine some of the best talent out there. And uh, this is an, an interesting 
uh, I don't want to say departure. It's an interesting addition to their lineup. All right, next up is the Kaiser Huntsman. Uh, this one's an interesting one. I, I can't tell if I like it or not. I got to be honest. I, I like its uh, audacity. And uh, there there was a time in the past where I think I would have gone totally bonkers over the blade. But uh, this is from James Lowe, uh, designer James Lowe. And it's named after the Huntsman Spider, a giant, nasty, nasty creature. I used to be terribly arachnophobic. Now I'm just only sort of arachnophobic. Uh, when I moved to Philadelphia and discovered cockroaches, well, that disaffected me of a lot of my arachnophobia. Anyway, this one. Is, uh, is as big and mean looking as its namesake. Look it up. It's a terrifying spider. Uh, it's 3.82 inches of S35VN. It now a, just a stolid classic. That's almost kind of like D2 at this point, but I love it. Uh, very cool blade shape. I'm not a big fan of windows through blades or multiple holes through blades. Uh, a, an opening hole is fine to me, but that I'm not so crazy about. Uh, I do like the external stop pins slash thumb studs, and the handle widens out in a sort of pleasing way. Looks uh, a bit like the um, uh, the Evo, uh, or uh, or maybe a little bit of a Strider. Uh, but interesting knife. I just like seeing that they do interesting blades over there at Kaiser, and are always willing to take chances, even on their high end uh, titanium sculpted uh, affairs like this. Uh, this one is coming soon. All right, next up, this is an exciting one. Actually, I have an opportunity to get the folding brother of this one, uh, but right now I'm not made of money, so I think I might have to say no to that. But uh, this is the Emerson Knives Tim Kennedy Fixed Blade. Uh, we all know Tim Kennedy, uh, total stud extraordinaire. He was a, uh, a Green Beret. He still is, I guess, and uh, MMA fighter. He was in the UFC for, for a brief period of time, and he's also sort of a political commentator. Interesting guy. Uh, well, this is his second collaboration with Emerson Knives, and uh, this is a beautiful uh, 4.8 inch fixed blade version of his uh, folder. I, I love it. I love the long, slender lines of it. It's like a fighting buoy. It's like a Hell's Bells or, or something like that. I, I like that style of buoy. And you need a little bit of length to really express uh, that style. Um, Otherwise, it's going to be frighteningly thin, and you don't want that. Uh, but yeah, that long, tapered, fighting style—that's uh, oh, I think it's a beauty. I'm I'm rarely, shall I say, tempted by Emerson fixed blades, but this one is—I uh, don't know—strumming strumming some heartstrings here. It's the usual 154 cm. That's how they do it, and that's how they do it. They know 154 cm. G10 as usual, chisel edge. Uh, with a saber grind uh, on both sides, V grind. Tidex coming soon to a knife store near you. Okay, last up here is one I will be able to show you in person in a few minutes, but this is definitely newsworthy. It's Jack Wolf Knives second locking folder. Man alive, is this gorgeous? Uh, um, ben Belkin just proving his talent once again. Uh, is not he's not just a one trick pony. He's not just amazing at designing traditional style slip joints. And by that, I mean using the kick and not the not a stop pin, uh, as well as some other factors. Uh, not only is he a master at designing those, uh, but he has proven himself uh, with the gunslinger, and now again with the after-hours jack, that he can make the design a beautiful and, and 
dare I say perfect front front flipping folder. Uh, this thing is awesome. I'm really thrilled about it. I can't wait to show you mine. Uh, but it is uh, in carbon fiber. I think they've got two different versions of carbon fiber on this one. They have this gorgeous kieranite as pictured here. That uh, that lime and black swirl kieranite is beautiful next to the uh, black anodized titanium and the DVD uh, <laughs> DVD coated blade. DVD coated blade, and uh, they also feature a smooth uh, tie, which I will show you in a minute, and a jig titanium. A jig titanium is raw with a um, with a satin ground blade, I believe. Uh, 3.14 inches of S90V, super thin and awesome uh, in terms of the grind. And it will be available as you are hearing this, uh, if you're hearing this the, the day it's dropped, the day after tomorrow. But uh, December 15th, 2023, these go live. So uh, do check out your favorite purveyors. Uh, he is selling these knives. He's got a lot of dealers. Uh, he's got uh, an expanded capacity, so you don't have to uh, uh, sit there constantly refreshing to get a jackwolf knife, which is so thrilling for both Ben and his business, but also for us uh, who like to buy his knife. All right. Thank you very much for joining us uh, for Knife Life News. Uh, let us get to the state of the collection. But before we do, I just want to say, again, thank you for your support. I appreciate it. Thanks for the likes and the comments. I appreciate it. Thanks for, for checking out Patreon uh, with the QR code or, or the knifejunkie.com slash Patreon. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, um, I'm very much looking excited, <laughs> looking excited, looking forward to another uh, great year, seeing what's coming uh, next from uh, from the makers and from the companies. And I'm starting to see some of that drip out, and it's very exciting. So uh, uh, stick with us. All right, still to come, we're going to take a look at some new Rosecraft knives and the case. Right here on the Knife Junkie Podcast. The Get Upside app is your way to get cash back on your gas purchases. Get Upside is an app you put on your smartphone, and whenever you need to get gas, search your area for savings, claim your discount, fill up your tank, and then take a picture of the receipt with your phone. And that's it. You've just got cash back. Visit theknifejunkie.com forward slash save on gas to get the app and start saving. Again, that's theknifejunkie.com slash save on gas. And now that we're caught up with Knife Life News, let's hear more of the Knife Junkie podcast. I mentioned before I was waxing poetic about the beautiful red bone on the kayak here from Rosecraft Blades. And man, is it nice. Now, I think that they do a really, really stellar job with their, with their bone dying. Okay, so I got this knife. I put the little leather fob on there. Um, this one is, I've been carrying it just dropped in the pocket. Uh, it does fit in my little, uh, in my little leather case thing that I keep in my pocket. It does fit in there. Uh, but I, I just drop it in. It bangs around the pocket. It's not so long that if it goes horizontally, it's too much of a bother, uh, even though I will obsessively reposition it. Uh, but the fob kind of keeps it oriented north to south in my pocket because it grabs on a little bit. And so I like that. But, what you can see here when I hold this and then and hold it upside down like that, it kind of makes it more apparent, that curve. So when you're holding this knife like any other knife, the blade dips down like a kukri or a recurve in, a, in, in essence. Uh, also puts that point down real low. So, so doing any sort of draw cut with the tip uh, is just so easy and, and you are set up. And 
if you, as I said before, if you have reservations because it's, it's weird, a little bit weird looking, man, let those go because this is a, this is a great knife. And I'm really excited about Rosecraft Blades. Uh, I hope not too excited because you know where that leads. Um, but here's the other one, um, that I find really stunning. This is the French Broad Jack. Uh, I've made jokes like, oh, French Broad, it's like a, you know, a lady. It's not the French Broad. I'm just a barbarian. And the French Broad is a river. These are all named after rivers. And, uh, as, as far as I know, I think the slip, most of the slip joints, or if not, the, the surgeon's knife. Oh, maybe that is too. Any case, uh, a really beautiful design. This reminds me of the, um, 38 from, uh, GEC, especially the 38 special, like, uh, I had from, I don't know, 2018. Mine has a clip point, but it's same sort of handle, same sort of, uh, serpentine, maybe that is handle that really fits nicely, uh, especially in the back grip. And then here it gives you a little more meat to pinch onto. Uh, these have amazing walk and talk. Uh, and by that, I mean, not only, um, do they make nice sounds and have crisp action, but they have a really nice retention when they're open. Of course, they're not locked open and you can close them one handed, which is nice. Uh, but when they're open, they're very stoutly open. You can push on the back like that. And you know, if you're using the knife properly, it's not going to be an issue because you're not going to be using the spine of your folder, especially your slip joint folder. But look at the die job on this. They call this one, uh, I think this is candy apple red. It's gorgeous. I really, I really like it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. What is that Barlow call that they have the clip point coming back out? That is a nice one too. And in a really nice orange jigged bone. Okay. The last one I got from them is, is a $15, um, keychain knife called the Awanada. Man, it's this is also a great knife. Uh this is purple G10. It comes in six different colors. Fully contoured, beautifully contoured G10. And it has a I was expecting it to have the feel of say like a bug out, like just light and and kind of chintzy, but it it's really sturdy. Like you can't squeeze that shut. And then it has a really nice pull. It's got like an eight pull or so, seven or so, seven or eight opening it up. And it's a little easier to close, I guess. But uh, this fuller here acts as a pull, very nice um, sort of patch there. And you can just rip it and grip it, uh, pull it right open. And it's a great little utility knife. It's about an inch and a half of cutting edge. That's D2, like everything else from them. Uh, at least in this realm here and a great way to spend 15 bucks, especially if you need a little knife like that, uh, in your life. This is a really good one and they, you can buy it. I think for 76 bucks, you can get all six and get them in all the different colors. And, uh, and then you can have an excuse to have these cool little utility knives stashed all around the place in the car, in the kitchen, you know, in the utility room, wherever. I put a colorful little fob on mine. All right. Uh, last up in, er, I'm going to close this in front of the mic so you can fully appreciate. So these use a stop pin instead of a, instead of the kick. I'm going to put this under the 
here real quick. You see that right where my thumb is? That that bright line is a stop pin. Uh, so when you close it, it engages with the sharpening notch there, and it stops the blade, meaning it will never recoil against the back spring. With a traditionally designed slip joint knife like this uh, Jack Wolf knife, it's the height of this kick, this part of the ricasso, that hits the back part of the spring. And it's the height of that which determines whether or not it slaps into the lock. And and there's a lot more play in that sort of uh, design. It, it takes way more refinement, I would say, uh, to get it so that it you can get as much blade in the blade well as possible without it ricocheting across uh, against the back. And that's where the real skill comes in, I, I got to say. Not that there's not real skill in designing these at all. These are also amazing. But there is a certain... Uh, delineation in the designs there and i think it's uh it's interesting i love them both all right lastly something i've wanted for years and finally pulled the trigger on a case canoe um as i mentioned up front i love case knives um i i love them for their their aesthetics really their bone uh and then and then uh, you know their bone their their uh die jobs and all this all the handle materials they use but mostly the way they do their bone um, and they really remind me of my grandpa. They always have and always will. And, uh, something I love about the carbon steel knives is that they make fewer of them and they seem to, to lavish them with more attention. Like, uh, rarely do I see gaps on any of my, um, carbon steel, uh, case knives. And, uh, this is also no exception. So the canoe is called a canoe because if you look at the handle, it's canoe-shaped with those bolsters that come up. Uh, traditional canoe has a large spear point main blade. And I love the uh, Indian in the canoe etch on this one. It's It just reminds me of how old-timey this knife is. Uh, and then it has a pen blade on the other side. And I wasn't sure uh, if it would be sharing the same spring or not, but they do not. Uh, they both have their own independent springs. So great knife, really nice walk and talk on this. Uh, again, did it came with a case edge, which means I had to take it to the stone for a little while. Uh, it was sharp and it would, uh, it was jaggedly sharp, I guess you, you could say. Um, that's how case knives have come to me recently. I've gotten a few new ones recently and they've all been kind of, mm, the edge is not very refined. They're sharp, uh, but sort of field grade sharp. Uh, but once once you get there, they're now using 1095 as their carbon steel. Uh, I think before it was 1075, but in any case, uh, as as my jumbo trapper proved or my jumbo stockman proved, uh, they they do a great they do do a, a good heat treat on the carbon steels. All right, that's enough of that. So uh, the case canoe, I'm very excited about that. I'm going to try and keep it pristine. I don't I don't think I want it to patina because i don't want to eventually polish off that indian i like the indian all right now it's time for me to show you what i think are the best knives of 2023 you know uh i wanted to make this list and before i started i thought oh, i didn't get too many knives this year like what do i have to show for you know new knives of 2023 uh, that aren't custom fixed blades or, or something and um i realized uh, yeah you did you got quite a few knives that were released in 2023. And here are your top 
favorites. This is a baker's dozen. Uh, so hang in there with me. Uh, but uh, a, a very handsome baker's dozen at that. First up, this one I'm extremely impressed with. This came out at the beginning of the year, and uh, it took me almost all year to get it. Uh, but I've carried it so much. I love it. It is the aluminum-handled iridium. I mean, I guess they're all aluminum-handled, so that was a weird way to uh, differentiate it. it I, I guess I should say it's the black iridium. The iridium, a new folder uh, for the 2023 model year uh, for Kershaw, has this uh, crossbar lock, has a really beautiful um, spear point blade that evokes the um, some of the knives from 2020, like the Lucha, has a similar uh, blade to the Lucha and Swedge, and I really like it. Uh, it's got a slight downward curve and a belly, uh, making it a very good cutter in this region. As you can see, I've used this a lot for cardboard. Uh, it, this coating marred surprisingly quickly. Uh, I don't mind it because it looks like I've had it for years and I've used it for all these adventures. Uh, but really, I've just cut a whole bunch of cardboard with it. But I was surprised kind of how quickly uh, the black coating marred, but didn't bother me. Uh, very nicely gentle, gently contoured handles. Uh, feel great in hand with that uh, anodizing. And I got to say, they have nailed the crossbar lock. It is totally solid, and uh, including up and down, which is where you sometimes get action in a uh, crossbar lock but uh to me i like it even better than hogue i'll be 100 percent honest it's my it's my my favorite one <laughs> it's my favorite crossbar lock is right here on the iridium very nicely done and that is it is d2 great steel uh great knife and this thing um just keeps an edge for a long time too very nice knife all right next up speaking of hogue and uh, not speaking ill of hogue certainly uh, as a matter of fact, one of my favorite knives from this year was produced by Hogue. It is the Ritter Hogue um, Auto RSK Mark I. Uh, has all of the, the greatness of the RSK Mark I uh, regular folder, b but with some refinements. You know, one obvious refinement or change, I should say, is the coil spring out the side um, automatic action that uh, Hogue Knives is so good at. So... That's really great. The uh, the steel has been upgraded. That's uh that is Magna Cut. This has some schmutz on it from the last time I used it. Uh Magna Cut steel that have it uh to 6364, I believe. Uh Rockwell hardness. Uh even their deep carry clip, I I feel like they've increased the gauge of the metal of their deep carry clip. Still on that post, still with those nubby uh sprit um what do you call it? Uh Screws, they should really consider going flat with those, especially given how tactical this is and how a lot of tactical people with thick pants, you know, or, or Carhartts or something might wear this. Uh, but, you know, not a deal breaker. A very nice standoffs. This one's got a lot of dust. I've carried it a lot. It's got a lock. But another enhancement or refinement, I should say, is the texturing. Uh, that radial sunburst texturing has been knocked down a little bit. It's not such a pocket destroyer, but it's still grips the hand really well um so this is an awesome knife it, every time you buy one of these it, this is a knife works exclusive every time you buy a, a ritter hogue and you can only get those at knife works uh you're putting 
money in the pocket of the man who is fighting for our knife rights. You know, it's not a direct donation to knife rights, but it, it is paying his bills, which allows him to fight that fight. So whether you're donating and I, you should, if, if you have the means or the desire, you, sh- you should donate to knife rights, but also you should have this knife. It's so awesome. Or one of the knives from this, uh, series, just great, great knives. And that contoured handle is also just so comfortable. You could use this all day long. All right. Next, uh, probably my favorite folder this year has been this, uh, the Kaiser Mystic. I, I've carried this thing so much. I love it so much. That's a Rex 45 blade, which I originally forced a patina on and then polished it off. And uh, some patina is coming back now, or I'm starting to put a little patina on it. I want it to happen naturally. It looked kind of cheesy when I forced it. But Rex 45, super, uh, super hard steel. And uh, I can't remember how high this is uh, on the Rockwell hardness, but uh, a very loved steel and apparently a pretty difficult one to sharpen. Uh, so comes razor sharp. I don't really see the need. Uh, I haven't used it that hard yet. Um, but just a beautiful Paul Munko design, uh, called the mystic after mystic Connecticut, where he hails from and, uh, designed to sort of evoke the whaling industry sort of looks like a whale kind of with that arced, uh, form, but also, uh, has some of the characteristics of whaling equipment there's a harpoon there a little on the nose but i don't think that that was the intention um but you know it just kind of looks like a piece of whaling kit to me it's like it could be hanging on a wall of a cool uh a mystic connecticut uh you know, sort of clapboard whaling shack or it could be in the pocket of a of a <laughs> of a bougie uh suburban knife collecting dad uh, just kidding. I'm not bougie, but love this thing. Uh, one of my favorite knives in my collection period and definitely, uh, probably my favorite, uh, locking folder of the year. Love it. That's linen micarta, by the way. Another favorite from a, a favorite guy slash designer is the Dirk Pinkerton Night Horse. This one is the asymmetrical version. Uh, it also comes in a, uh, this, this is S35VN in titanium. This one happens to be a prototype that I bought from Dirk himself, uh, which is pretty cool. Very honored to have this. Uh, but this is what the production is like and it's solid titanium handle slabs. Um, S35VN, great bearing action, beautiful titanium, uh, sculpted clip. One of the best clips. I love how it just sort of matches in with the whole thing but that shape is evocative of the great navaja the big folding locking knife that spaniards started carrying to settle their scores when they could no longer carry uh, rapiers and swords uh i love this modernization of it i love that long flat spanish clip point blade that downward sweeping edge uh this thing is just beautiful to look at fun to carry and and also just a deadly knife. I mean, this is definitely a, uh, a fighting knife. And, and, and I don't mean necessarily this particular thing, but the, the whole setup, you know, with the way the horn shaped handle is and everything about the Navaja is, uh, built for speed. And I love how asymmetrical, who is beyond EDC. Beyond EDC is the, is the parent company 
And then they have a line called Beyond EDC that is sort of their uh, most budget-friendly. Then they have Asymmetrical, where they step up the materials to titanium and S35. And then they have the Terramundi, uh, like the uh, John Demko Riverwolf is made by that that line. And uh, it's e- it's an even higher level of production um, in terms of materials and, and hand finishing. All right, next up, one from a, a company that has been ever so impressive. I just love them. Um, they're, they're not getting better. I think I'm just liking them more, and that's Civivi. Uh, this is the Civivi Sentinel Strike. I got a couple that could have made this list. Uh, I love that Synergy 4 um, and uh, several others, but uh, the Tomashi E, but I'm not sure. Uh, this one to me is just 2023 for Civivi. I know a lot of people love the, the Cubid or the Quibid, Cubid, uh, which looks great. Uh, it's also a button lock aluminum handle, but it's just too small and the, and the blade to handle ratio <laughs> annoys me. So I know I would never carry it. Uh, um, but this is kind of the tactical, uh, or, almost the Klingon version of that because it's got a similar construction, though this one does have this integral backstrap, which is really cool. It's one piece of GRN that's sculpted, fits over the top. So it's uh, an integral backstrap, very similar to reminiscent of the um, some of the Wii's that came out this year that had that integral backstrap. Albeit those were made of uh, Zerkutai and all sorts of exotic materials. But that's what I love about Civivi. They, they, they do all sorts of stuff down here on this level. Uh, they take a lot of chances down here on this level. But they also give us some of those super premium things uh, for a lot less money. Um, I, I love this knife. I think it's uh, beautiful to look at and so super useful. This has got a bunch of use too, but you can see, unlike that, Unlike that iridium, you can barely see any markings on that blade. Uh, could that be because they stonewashed it after they coated it? I'm not sure. Uh, but the Sentinel Strike is a great one and comes in a multitude of colors. So, uh, actually I say a multitude, not too many, but others than, uh, more than this. You know, some Civivis come in wood and engine 10 and then micarta and this and that. This comes in like three or four different colors. All right. Next up. This is uh, one we were just talking about, and man, it's hard to pick a favorite Jack Wolf knife of the year. Um, and the reason I say it that way is because, you know, I want multiples of those to be on this list because, especially in my slip joint phase, I mean, he just gives me the, he just gives me the stuff I need, man. And, but this just takes the damn cake. I think everyone wanted this. Uh, this is the folding version of the, Midnight Jack. This is the After Hours Jack. A beautiful uh, 3.15 inch S90V bolster lock that I can't do with my left hand. I love using the fullers on this. Um, but it is a front flipper. It is a fuller flipper. It is fully hollow ground. This one, as you can see, is uh, anodized black and then it has this PVD coating. Um, super thin and just a slicey blade. Um, to me, this is kind of, uh, this is a perfect little folder. This is one that uh, is only just barely over three inches, but has uh, taken over uh, front right hand pocket duty uh, several days in a row. And that is like never happens. Uh, so 
to me, that's an impressive thing. Something about this knife uh, is so badass. And I think the black uh, definitely helps uh, that image. But with the kieranite, the, the yellow kieranite, it looks beautiful. With the, uh, with the various carbon fibers, it looks beautiful. Uh, but I got to say, this black titanium, man, does it really work on this design. Uh, I always think that uh, Ben's sheep foot blades, whether it's on on this knife or on the um, feel good jack, they look like locomotives. They look like Art Deco locomotives racing, uh, you know, towards the towards the frame. Uh, anyway, beautiful knife, beautiful knife, and you can really gauge how straight that edge is by uh, when you have that black coating. Very nice to look at. Great action. Love me the Jack Wolf knives, and I got to say the After Hours Jack and the Gunslinger, the two folders have really, really uh, kind of shocked me with, with how good they are. Really like them. Uh, also, makes me consider carrying more small folders uh, in the future. Next up, this one I've talked about a couple of times here now, uh, but this is definitely on my list. I, I wanted to put one of these uh, two Rosecrafts in. I got to say, I've used the uh, kayak a lot more i i've carried the french broad jack but i i really this past weekend used this thing a lot and it it proved itself i knew that one of these was going to be in there because of how appealing they are and how high quality they are uh but then once i used uh used this one for quite a bit uh it, it won me over uh so that is the kayak uh you can get a kayak style knife as i mentioned from um rough rider reserve and that one has two of this style. This one you cannot pinch open. Two of this style blade, though they are smaller and svelter, and it kind of looks clunky. Uh, but here, I believe Andy Armstrong has really refined that kayak aesthetic. All right, next up from uh, our good friend Austin Jackson over at C. Reisner Cutlery. Um, this Lake Champlain Barlow really, really won my heart. A uh, very big, very snappy um, slip joint knife. Uh, Barlow, you can see that is a three and a half inch blade. This is no shrinking violet here. A uh, very big knife uh, for a slip joint, but it has a uh, spring that is commensurate, spring strength commensurate with its size. Uh, so make sure your fingers aren't in the way when you're closing it, but it's going to stay open for you when you're using it. It it comes in this. You can get this only at traditionalpocketknives.com, uh, designed by by Austin Jackson of C. Reisner Cutlery. And uh, it comes in this clip point or sheep's foot. And man, I got to say, I've been really, uh, my eye has been wandering to the sheep's foot, but I do have a wandering eye when it comes to knives. We got that full, beautiful backstrap that's like so nicely hafted and uh, a, a almost half of the length here uh, is that titanium bolster. Really nice uh, micarta. The micarta was green, but just was mostly just gray. So I dyed it with indigo writ dye and made it my own. And I absolutely love this thing. And this is a beast of a folder uh, of a slip. And this is that modern style using the uh, stop pin. 
So that thing is so strong, that spring is so strong, but it's never going to hit the back. Okay, one that I got this year that uh, is just blown up. I'm so happy and so excited to see this. Steve Kalari mm-hmm. Custom Knives. Um, he started, Steve Kalari, Super Steel Steve started making knives this year. Uh, late, late last year, I believe. I got this one this year. And uh, this is one of his 8-inch chef's knives. He has a couple of different designs. Uh, it's nice to have an early one. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting another one one of these days. He does exquisite handles. In my case, I asked for uh, a, um antique micarta, and this is a sort of a chocolate brown antique micarta and beautiful black and white spacers. This is our family kitchen knife, as you can tell. That's 8670, I believe it's called, 8670 steel. I think you can only get it at Pops uh, Knife Supply. That's a very famous place among knife makers. I think they're in Georgia or in North Carolina. Uh, super thin. That's a sixteenth of an inch, I believe. Thin and very broad and fully flat ground. So it's like it's like hair thin behind the edge. Uh, this is wearing kind of an ugly patina, but it's a patina that works uh, just as long as my wife doesn't wash it and leave it in the cutting board. Um, we've, we've done that several times, but we have st- stopped doing that. Um, I'll just take it and polish it, but I hate seeing the red, the red rust on this, on this blade. So thin that when it's dull, it still cuts like it's sharp. Uh, so I highly, highly recommend, uh, you seek these out. I'm sure they've gone up a little bit in price, but very reasonably priced. Uh, Steve Kalari, uh, he's been on the show a couple of times. He was a professional chef for many years and now he manages kitchens. Uh, so he has, he tests these in the, in this crucible. He has, uh, you know, his friends bang them around in the kitchen. Um, they take all sorts of abuse and shock and he's got the heat treat down. Uh, they hold an edge great, but they're also like very tough. Um, you know, they can take dropping and all the banging into metal and marble and stuff that happens to knives in kitchens. So, um, I highly recommend you seek out Steve Kalari custom knives. Also, he does a great pairing knife. Uh, that is the knife that uh, my daughters like to use because it's smaller. All right. Next up, this one just dropped and is very exciting to me. Um, I'm a, a big fan of auxiliary manufacturing. I've been carrying the pocket rocket three inch dagger for a year. Uh, in appendix, uh, very frequently. Love that knife. And I love his, I love all of his knives and his clean aesthetic. And, and he's another guy who makes awesome kitchen knives, but he's way more focused on his EDC fixed blades these days. Uh, auxiliary manufacturing, Michael Jarvis, he just dropped this pocket Bowie. And I am in love with this thing. First of all, here it is in its little sheath. Uh, this I have carried actually just dropped in the pocket like this several times. It works um, actually quite nicely next to a a folder in my right pocket. I know that's weird to double up like that, but I I need my left pocket available for my phone. So, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna shock cord this. I'm gonna put the uh, 550 and just wear it in the waistband. Um, but it tugs right out, and here it is, beautiful little recurve. Oh, love this. This is AEBL stainless steel. And, uh, it's got a full swedge. It's a nice thick chunk. It's about, uh, I'm not sure how thick that is. Uh, obviously it's less than a quarter inch, but it's, it's pretty thick. 
Um, oh, three sixteenths of an inch. <laughs> I'm, I'm just remembering the birth card now. Uh, but look at this. It, it's got a coffin-shaped handle, which is a classic Bowie shape. But who knew it would fit so nicely as a small uh, handle? We always think of a coffin shape as uh, that swelling out at the end being sort of uh, at the end of your hand so it, it doesn't slip out. But it also fits really nicely in the palm of the hand. Uh, this faceting here nestles itself, butts itself in really nice if you're going to use this in sort of a um, a pushing saber grip. Um, whether it is, uh, you're fighting, which you're probably not, or using it to, to cut into something tough, like a, like a big thick clamshell package or something. Um, it fits very nicely like that. It also happens to fit very nicely in reverse grip. Uh, I have medium sized hands. If you have giant hands, it might get a little bit lost. Uh, but for me, it fits perfectly across my palm for, um, sort of a more tactical uh, fighting grip with this. But the cool thing about it is you can also just flip it around and it's totally symmetrical, except for right here, obviously. Uh, but it's pretty much symmetrical and you can have a great Pical style uh, grip on this knife. Um, this knife, which is wickedly sharp. This reminds me of a, um, a Microtech in how it has sort of an oblique approach but is so damn sharp, it's like, uh, you know, it might not be super slicey because of the blade geometry, but it is super sharp. My God. Um, yeah, so this knife comes in this uh, green and orange G10. It also comes in a really tasteful sort of tan and white G10. And then uh, a, a space-aged carbon fiber. And then lastly, a beautiful Sukamaki-style wrap or ray skin. Uh, lace wrap. Really beautiful work. Uh, uh, one thing about Michael Jarvis's work is that it is so, you hear people talk about clean. It's so clean. Well, his stuff is so clean. Uh, not only in the design, but in the execution. And, uh, this, this takes the cake. So, uh, I am loving this knife. All right. That is the Bowie, pocket Bowie from new from Michael Jarvis and auxiliary manufacturing. Next up, a big, release from Demco Knives this past year, uh, another fixed blade, that is the Armature 4. The Armature 4 series uh, has a lot of special aspects to it, one of them being the sheath, which is totally disassemblable, so you can clean it in the field if you have a screwdriver or a multi-tool, um, if you get sand or crap in there. Uh, this is, it, it It comes with a uh, with a drop, uh, drop loop thing. This is uh, just a clip I put on it for household carry. Um, but besides the sheath, <laughs> this thing is incredible. Comes in five different blade styles, uh, a drop point like this, which has a bayonet grind. Uh, and this one, as you can see, is serrated, but they also have a non serrated version, but it also has that top bit ground, which I love. Keep doing that. Uh, comes in a tanto and then a serrated tanto and then a, uh, straight edge clip point, plain edge clip point. Uh, does not have a serrated clip point. Very nice symmetrical rubberized handle, which very thoughtfully and with a lot of consideration puts jimping on the top so you can index it in the dark, you know, uh, which way is up and down without having to touch the edge. Also gives you that jimping on the back so you know if you have 
uh, the edge out, or the main edge out, or the main edge in. And uh, I think that is great. I think all symmetrical dagger-style handles should have such a feature, especially if you're going to go all tactical. You know, this is definitely a night ops knife. You know, I'm joking. I've never been on a night op before, unless you count vandalizing golf courses. Uh, this is black traction-coated 80 CRV um, 2, which is a tough steel that you're seeing in outdoor knives more and more. Full tang. Tang protrudes through the bottom. These are 80 bucks, guys. 80 bucks. And uh, the Demcos use some of their very well-worn uh, Taiwanese contacts to make these. So these are OEM'd in Taiwan, and we all know that that means quality. Taiwanese knives tend to be incredible. Uh, that grippy texture is nice and does not interfere with like a shirt if you're carrying this under the shirt. And then in cross-section, it's got those uh, Coke bottle, that Coke bottle shape. Second to last knife here is the Off-Grid Knives Cayman XXL buoy. Uh, I've been waiting for this knife and am so thrilled with it. Uh, I saw Kerry um, Orifice of Off-Grid Knives showing this one off. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was at the very beginning of the year or the end of last year. And I was like, oh, man, it's it's the obvious extension of the line. So it started with the Cayman EDC folding knife with a blade that looks just like this. And then they made the four-inch version, one of my favorite off-grid knives. And I thought, oh, man, make a fixie. And he did. Seven inches of D2 blade steel, um, just a nice chunk. This is about a uh, three-sixteenths of an inch. Uh, also, no, I, I would have to, let me see. Sorry to get off the rails. It's a little bit thinner than that, which actually makes it uh, very, very nice and very sharp. Like all off-grid knives, super sharp and thin behind the edge. Um, look at how broad this is like a two inch broad blade with pretty thin blade stock and a full one inch of that is saber ground. So it's wickedly thin behind the edge. I love this knife. If you love a Bowie knife and you want to get one in the collection, uh, these are very reasonably priced. I would, I would go check one out. Oh, again, yes, we have the off grid knives, um, uh, affiliate link. You could do that too. All right. So that is the off grid Cayman XL. Love that. Okay, last up, this one, man, left quite an impression this year. This is the Puzan Predator Hunter Bowie from, uh, from Work Tough Knives, Work Tough Gear Knives. Uh, I was just, uh, st stammering because I looked, I, I, I put this away wet, apparently. Uh, there's, I see a little bit of, little bit of something right here. Uh, but this is a fun one to bang on. Uh, I use this. Sometimes as the family fire pit knife doesn't get much other use than that or just to be around and be impressive. Uh, I always have this on the table for Thursday night knives in case it comes up because it's just, it's a showstopper. Uh, you got 12 inches of SK 85. Uh, it's about two and a half inches broad. It is really, really sharp. You know, it's not a big, it is a, a quarter inch thick. But it's so broad that by the time you're down to the edge, it's pretty thin, I'd say. Um, very nice and slicey. And this I thought was going to be uncomfortable, but it is very comfortable to put the finger, the finger through there. If you're doing your quote unquote close up work, you know, you're, you're making punji sticks or whatever. Uh, I love the horse hoof handle. It 
feels great when you're chopping with it because it extends far out for the palm. So you got the hook here and then you got the palm uh, bounce. So really, really nice. Uh, so yeah, this is, I don't want to say it's my favorite knife of the year, but I would say it's the most impressive knife of the year. And all of these knives have been impressive and I got a lot more uh, 2023 releases than I expected. And I'm very happy to show these off. Um, what were your favorite? Let me know. Drop it in the comments below. I always find that interesting. Um, and we talk about that a lot on Thursday Night Knives, which you should definitely join us for tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And then, of course, uh, join us every Sunday for a great interview and conversation with a knife guy. All right. For Jim working his magic behind the switcher, I'm Bob DeMarco saying until next time. Don't take dull for an answer. Thanks for listening to the Knife Junkie Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review at reviewthepodcast.com. For show notes for today's episode, additional resources, and to listen to past episodes, visit our website, theknifejunkie.com. You can also watch our latest videos on YouTube at theknifejunkie.com slash YouTube. Check out some great knife photos on theknifejunkie.com slash Instagram, and join our Facebook group at theknifejunkie.com slash Facebook. And if you have a question or comment, email them to bob at theknifejunkie.com or call our 24-7 listener line at 724-466-4487, and you may hear your comment or question answered on an upcoming episode of the Knife Junkie Podcast. Thank you.